there and welcome to the Big Apple School Podcast. My name is Sam. And I'm Barbara. And today we're asking what's the crack about what we remember. So we're going to delve into historical events, but with a difference, because we're going to talk about what's been important to us. Uh, some of them personal historical events, perhaps, to us. Uh, personal as far as to our nation, or nations, to the world. Um, things maybe in our history, in our family history. Um, important events that we've witnessed and how we felt and where we were and what happened, um, how we reacted to those kind of events, um, how the world has changed since our childhood as well. We'll speak a little bit about that. And has it been for the better or worse? And what kind of, not just uh, historical world events that have been significant uh, that maybe we have seen or witnessed in some kind of way sport and sport and entertainment is the history connect with that important so lots and lots of stuff about history but a more personal point of view of history uh, national and in the world so let's let's see what we can, we can bring out of this it's got a big topic i think it's a big uh, so what what for you? I, I know you. I believe you have a love for history. I am do I have right? A love for history. Right. So it's a great yes, topic yes. for you. And I, as for me, I, I'm not. Uh, I I enjoy history. I don't necessarily every day or every week, but I do enjoy some history. So and and it's so well. The first question for you: What importance does history have to a person? What? Why is it important for for me for you? Uh, to know about history? Well, our personal identity is our own history. Mm -hmm. And our country's history is what unites us. So yeah. when I'm talking about American history, we sort of have at least two slices. We have before our revolution, when we were the North America and South America and the ships coming over from Europe and the enslaved mm -hmm. coming over from Africa. Yeah. And then the early republic, after we fought our war, and yeah. we are now the United States. Those 13 right. colonies became the states. And yeah. that's our history, how we're, we're yeah. united. And it's and it shaped, I guess. It shaped um, us. And it, do you think it still has an effect on you as a person today? Yes, absolutely. Because when you are instilled with patriotism, yeah. When you are instilled with our early history of how we fought for democracy, right. that's who we are. Yeah. And so we are always trying to figure out who are we right. as Americans. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, it has a huge effect on me, the history of, I mean, I'm not, mm, uh, well, I'm from a small region, Northern Ireland, which is quite young. Uh, it was birthed sort of 1921, as far as uh, polit politically goes. So, and it's got a lot of tricky history, I would say. Controversial, difficult, uh, recent problems and all kinds of stuff. So that definitely affects us as, it affects our everyday life sometimes as well, uh, that, because there's some negative, negativity from that too. Well, so. when, you, when you say yeah. that, it, what we need to remember is who's writing the history, because way back when, right. it was the kings and the people in power. Yeah. And then since the wars, the soldiers are part of the history because we're considering their letters, their love letters to their right. loved ones. So yeah. we're all writing the history now. Right, so maybe there's a more of a freedom with history, more, less, um, what would the word be, less... Uh, well, mystery, maybe? Less mystery, We're part yeah. of less, it? less censoring, maybe. Yes, less censorship. Um, yeah, because uh, 
Vladimir and I spoke about history and we, we argued that history can maybe not be entirely trusted either. I mean, do, we assume that it's, oh, it's in a book, it's from 300 years ago, it's correct, it's yeah, fact. Yeah, whose agenda? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we can introduce the idea about victors, the victor writes the history, <laughs> right? So how can it be, how can we trust it? But okay, how important is history to the world as a whole? Well, I think the one, the example that comes out to me is really the post-World War II. I keep on going back to that. Because World War II, that's when um, the U.S. came to the aid of Europe. Europe was devastated. And so we have to know why we have that strong alliance with Europe. Mm -hmm. Because that keeps our balance of power. That keeps keeps yeah. us who we are. Mm -hmm. We can't lose that. Yeah. Because there's a big sea, big ocean separating, but but there's a lot of strong connections there, and and America and the the UK have still got those strong connections. I think they have a very good relationship with Ireland too. Um, so, which are both uh, dear to me, the, both of those nations, uh, in one way or the other. Okay, great. Um, how important is it? So, well, we've we've kind of answered how important is history for to, so as for me, how important is history to me? I will read books about history. I mean, part of the reason why I've ended up in Russia is because I've read about the history and been uh, it's captured my imagination and uh, interest in the country. So it's been important to me in that respect um, to know about what happened to my nation in the past is important to me um, because I think it shapes our future too. I, I, I think it has certainly an influence on our mentality and on our views and and maybe on on what we will do in the future as a nation. So, Are you interested in your family history? My family history um, really revolves around church history. As you know, church history, churches mm. really uh, keep very good records. The Catholic okay. Church has that. Right. If you want to know something that happened, you go to their records. Mm -hmm. And I'm sixth generation French Catholic, mm -hmm. and I know that I've got the German Catholics over there too. Right. And so I tend to think of my family history as part of the church. Mm-hmm. Even right. though, you know, I'm not really practicing that much, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a liberal Catholic anyway, but mm -hmm. that's how I view my family histories through right. the, church, the church. And do you have access to that in America, that history? Can, I mean, can you look up the records? Well, or? if, let's say, I recently got confirmed, actually, in 2017, and I had to dig up my um, baptism, and right. yes, it was so easy to get. Right. Oh, it was so easy to well, get. That's, that's a good thing, yeah. Um, so if if I were to ask the question to myself, um, I I would like to know more about my family history. And actually, an aunt of mine has uh, researched it, and even my mom a little bit too. Um, but I haven't looked at their research, if you like. And um, well, I don't know. I mean, I I'm especially interested in more what my grandparents did. Um, my dad, my my dad's dad, uh, what his life was like. Um, and especially my mum's dad, because he he was uh, he died before I was born. I never met him, and he was in World War Two as a, he was a Batman. Do you know what a Batman? Batman. Is? And it's not the like da, 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 <laughs> the, the superhero or hero. He was a Batman. It's like a an officer's kind of aid to an officer. 
to a private officer. So he was, kind of, I guess, we kind of like a servant to a private officer, and he looked after an officer's uh, young daughter and did really any all the kinds of things to help him out. Um, it seems he was well traveled. Um, he'd been, I believe, Cyprus and other places, if I'm right, and my memory fails me, maybe, but he'd been in, traveled quite a bit and then ended up a prisoner of war. And um, he died quite young, I think, as a result of the, um, the effects of, negative effects of being a prisoner of war and um, health effects from that and stuff. So, But it's very interesting and uh, I'm proud of him. I never met him, but I'm proud of him and what he achieved, even though it was a hard life and difficult. But So that that um, especially is interesting to me, and it's interesting, I mean, that's my mom's dad, and it's someone very special to her. And so by proxy, it's someone very special to me, and, and to my granny, of course, too, So who are both very important to me, both very important ladies. My granny is still alive, 94 years old, still going. Uh, has her, she lives in her own little flat, although she gets some help, but she's there and she's still going strong. So, um, so it's, yeah, it's really, from that point of view, at least, and as how it affects the members who are still alive. And, and you know, it's something I'd like to share with uh, any family I'll have in the future. If I have kids or grandkids, I'd like to share, you know, your granddad, you know, or sorry, my granddad, your great granddad or whatever. So, so from that point of view, yeah, it, it's important. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. We've kind of introduced the topic. What have been some of the most important events for your nation, and for me, region or, or state uh, for you, in, in your lifetime? So, in other words, what really significant, important things can you remember happening? Yeah, that is so easy for me. Mm-hmm. It's the um, President Kennedy when he was assassinated. Right. That really affected us as right. a nation. Wow. And I'll tell you just a little uh, briefly of how it affected me. Um, it was an afternoon, the PA system mm-hmm. announced that our president was killed, yeah. was assassinated. Wow. And so it was already in the afternoon, but they let us out a little bit early. I was seven. I was walking home by myself, which was normal. Yeah. And I got home and my sister-in-law was crying. She was sobbing. Yeah. Right. And I knew why. She was she, a bit older than you, was she? She was probably 19. Okay. And she was sobbing, and I knew exactly why. And nothing was said. So that's a really good good example of of how we felt on an individual basis. And then we got to witness on black and white TV, little John saluting his daddy at the funeral. Yeah. How old was he? Little John. He was like four. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. You can watch it. YouTube it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I've seen, uh, but I haven't. I don't know anything about yeah, Little the John. Yeah, okay. the whole day this, this wow. funeral procession was on TV. Uh, and the reason why we love um, President Kennedy so much was for probably different reasons. But one was his inaugural address was, his big famous quote was, ask not what your country can do for you, ask mm. what you can do for your country. Wow. So that instilled yeah. patriotism and volunteerism. And mm-hmm. he established the Peace Corps where we'd go right. United States citizens would go across to a developing country or an undeveloped country and help, you know, teach English or dig a well for water. And I I actually had a little dress with a belt and a medallion that had that same quote on it. We learned how to salute our flag and we just loved, kept America beautiful. That was the slogan. Yeah. Don't be a litter bug, keep America beautiful. And so those are good memories for me. Yeah. So he had a really positive influence before he died. So, wow. 
Um, so I'll, I'll do. I guess I'll do one, and then we can go back and forward. Um, I uh, remember another very significant death was Princess Diana's death, and um, I was actually coming home from a youth meeting, uh, a church youth meeting. Um, it was. I, I think it was a Friday night. I, I'm pretty sure, and uh, um, my dad had collected my older brother and I. And he was bringing us home. I think it was 97, 98 when she died, if I'm right. I don't quite remember. 97, I think, yeah. And he was bringing us, anyway, he was bringing us home. And um, he said, you know, Princess Diana has died. And um, I was quite young at the time. I wasn't wasn't super young, but I was, uh, I guess, early teens or something like that. But the significance of it and the tragedy of it, I mean, I understood straight away that this oh, this is a bad thing. And I didn't know, he did, my dad didn't say too much. He's, he's a man of few words. Uh, but he, I, I later found out that it had been sort of a, a real tragedy with the car crashing. And there's some debate over whether or not it was uh, intentional um, because she wasn't popular in, with some. Um, but... Regardless, I, I don't. I don't think there's anything that is conspiracy theories, but um, but it certainly was a real tragedy that she died, and and in such a in such a way as well, so young. And those two little boys, her sons, are kind of comparable to my brother and I, because we're kind of similar age. So um, I guess for my mom, it was even more of a tragedy because she's uh, this is like a model family or you know a similar family to her with. Uh, two young boys about the same age as her two little boys at the time. So it was it was tough, I'm sure, for them. And it was a big thing. And, and I guess I just felt, wow, this is this is significant. I didn't have any like deep emotion or anything. I hadn't been following the royal family as a young teenager or anything, but but I thought, wow, this is this is significant. And then after that, of course at the funeral, uh, there was Candle in the Wind and what a song. Uh, Elton John sang at the the funeral and uh, if I listen to that to this day better understanding what happened and the tragedy of it all it's a very emotional song and a lovely song as well and I think it captured uh, the spirit of the nation too you know because it was a real tragedy for everyone to to lose her and I think to this day it's like late you know late Princess Diana it's a tragedy to this day so okay Go ahead. What else do you... Oh, that's the major. That's that's yeah. that's what shaped me because um, that's patriotism. Yeah. And then came the Vietnam War. Yeah. Well, that was already going on. And that's a lot of protest. And yeah. that's when you really... Uh, protesting is a form of love of your country. Right. And when you're already instilled with patriotism, then that protest is even more poignant. It really is more meaningful. Yeah. And um, so those two things, patriotism and protest. That's the foundation okay. of our democracy, too. We have the right yeah. to protest, peacefully protest. Yeah. And so now, currently, with this big debate that divides our country, um, this thing, you have to stand, you have to do a certain thing for the flag. Yeah. Well, when other others are kneeling, such as athletes, well, they're doing that for a reason. They're, they're yeah. doing this for, they've been doing this for a long time, peacefully yeah. protesting. And what's wrong with that? Yeah. It has nothing to do with disliking your country. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I guess if you if you like a nation, if you're proud of a nation, your your nation, you want it to change. If there's a problem, you want that problem you want to, that voice, to be yeah, fixed that and changed. Yeah, that local voice. You want that social voice to yeah. rise above and say this this needs to change. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the other one, I, I, there are a few things I could say about my little region or whatever, um, and and maybe a, a couple about uh, America that I think is significance and even importance to me. Um, but I guess, well, I, I guess I'll talk about my little nation. First of all, um, I remember my little town, 22,000. Um, I hope this isn't too negative, but I remember it blown up. Blown up. Um, now, no one was hurt in those bombings, um, but that's the kind of uh, problems that we've had, called the Troubles, sort of 30-year period in Northern Ireland, where, which was called the Troubles, uh, where there were very, very strong um, differences, very, very strong divides between two sides of the community. And even to this day, there are um, those divides are felt. Um, but as a result of some of that, um, some of those problems, uh, my town center was blown up twice in my lifetime. I remember uh, once I was actually in the bathroom. You can imagine, you know, doing the normal bathroom stuff or whatever. And I was quite young. I, I don't know how young, maybe 10, 11, 12, wasn't more than 12 anyway, because it was in our old home. And I remember standing in the in the bathroom and suddenly there was this huge uh, noise and I had no idea what it was. And then the rattle of the windows and it had been a bomb. I mean, we lived, I guess, a mile or two from the town center. So we were well out of the way of it, but the shockwave and the noise of it all so I think, actually, I think there was this huge rattle of the windows and then the noise after, you know, uh, and um, it was it was just shocking to me. And at first I was like, what is that? And then, of course, I realized that, wow, there's been something happened in the town. But thankfully, no one was injured in that. And then a second time when I was um, 14, 15, I think, I was still in high school. Um, so just before I finished school and there was a, a bomb went off again. Um, and it sort of, they were, I think they were targeting the police station. Um, a lot of banks were in the center at the time and still are today. And so they were blown up. So it, it didn't, thankfully it was evacuated and no one was killed or injured. But you can imagine that that's, gives a, leaves a bit of an impression on you. Um, but I had a kind of sense of adventure and foolishly, I, I left school. Uh, against the wishes of my teachers, I left school and tried to get a look at what was happening. Uh, I mean, there was no one killed or injured, but I just wanted, I guess, real sense of adventure and like what's happening and what's going on because it was, there was an excitement to it. Although, I mean, without maybe a morbid curiosity as well. So I wanted to know just what, but of course I couldn't get to this city, to the town center. I had to walk around it. So I didn't really see anything um, that satisfied my curiosity in that respect, but but that was significant. And then later, uh, 1998, uh, there was a peace agreement uh, signed called the Good Friday Agreement, uh, which put a stop to a lot of those problems, uh, thankfully. And uh, I remember that. Um, I remember there being a kind of debate among two separate kind of groups of politicians, 
two separate political parties. You don't just have them in the U.S. We have them in Northern Ireland too. And there, there are unionists which uh, are pro-union, pro-United Kingdom, and there are nationalists which are pro-uniting uh, again with uh, the Republic of Ireland. And of course, there were conflicting views, as there would be. And um, I remember a lot of people were saying, "Say no." to this agreement, say no. And it was like a cliche almost, it was said that much. Um, but I, I mean, I wasn't of voting age, so it didn't matter. I couldn't vote yes or no or anything, but um, I believe it was voted on and, and the Good Friday Agreement was agreed to. And, and uh, the proof of the pudding is in the eating and I think it's, uh, it's brought uh, significant peace to Northern Ireland, not without problems, but it's, it's improved a lot. Um, I'll say this and let you talk, but after that, unfortunately, there was a bombing uh, that happened after that, which um, uh, a splinter group uh, can, that didn't agree with the Good Friday Agreement, and there were unfortunately 28, 29 people killed in a town in Northern Ireland. It wasn't uh, so close to me, but I, I do remember that. I was a young boy, um, I guess 15 at the time, and a lot of people were killed. And I was used to bombs, you know, in my town, a couple of bombs and no one being killed. So it was a huge tragedy. I think it was a simple lack of instructions that they were being evacuated, but went the wrong direction. And unfortunately they were killed. Uh, a lot of people, I think 29 people killed. So it was a real, real, real tragedy uh, that affected everyone in Northern Ireland. And I think, I think it only served to galvanize them to say, we need peace, we need an end to this. That's the, the science of diplomacy mm -hmm. um, as it has developed. Um, now we tend to feel that the more people at the table, the more likely for peace. And yeah. so when there is something like a war, some kind of conflict, we want the farmer to come in and say, this is what happened to me. My crops were destroyed or my pigs were killed. Mm -hmm. We want the women to come in and say, we were raped, our children were slaughtered. Right. And uh, the more people you have at the table, yeah. the more likely, everyone's not gonna get everything, but yeah. a little slice of the pie. Right, yeah, it can help bring, bring lasting peace. Okay, so <laughs> big topics, uh, but but something that I remember and something that affected me and the nation. Now we're not finished yet, and we're, we've still darker things to speak of. I think and nine eleven. Um, it ha it happened in America, but I I was saying to you earlier, I think it had a world effect, and it had an effect. I mean, I remember. So the topic, of course, is when what we remember. And I remember that, and I'm sure you, you do too. Um, I was working in McDonald's at the time, I guess it was 17 or 18. A lot of stuff happened before I was really fully adult, I guess. Uh, um, I remember it um, happening, I think I was 18. Um, yeah, I'm sure I was 18, do quick maths. Um, but I remember it happening and it had been shown on television in McDonald's. I was working in McDonald's. We, we have them in, in Northern Ireland too. And we use, by the way, we use uh, Americans, American words for some of the stuff when we talk about it, even though we're not, none of us are American. Uh, but I remember it being on TV and I thought, wow, this is exciting. And, and I, I didn't appreciate at the time that people were dying. 
I, I, I'm kind of ashamed of my attitude at the time, and I thought this is exciting and haha America, without realizing that people were being killed, um, uh, in the, both in the planes and in the buildings, and it was it was exciting uh, from an outsider point of view, but of course it was a huge, a huge thing, and a huge tragedy, but also so unbelievably terrible. Uh, from the point of view, like, uh, I mean, the effect, the amount of people affected, not just, um, I mean, yes, the the state and the country, uh, the, the city of New York, but also the whole country. But I think it affected the world too. But so at the time, I, I didn't appreciate um, what was happening. I didn't think of it as a tragedy initially. When I first saw it, I thought, wow, that's a huge explosion. And this is amazing and exciting, but I didn't appreciate, um, maybe being a little bit young and naive, appreciate, especially at first when I first saw it, the tragedy of it. But of course, as I watched, I mean, we were watching it happen and we saw the second building. Um, and of course, I, I started to understand this is really, really bad. And this is something huge. And I suppose only afterwards I realized how huge, and I think the world realized how huge, but how did that yeah, affect you? Yeah, that was you? the same way with me because mm -hmm. I didn't understand what the Trade Center was. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that it was the financial center yeah. and it represented our economic power globally. Right. And that was an attack on our soil. So I did, I too did not appreciate all of that. I was yeah. involved in my own life. I'm trying to put bread on the table. I'm working yeah. and this horrible tragedy has happened. And yeah, these people are jumping to their death. And, mm -hmm. and then of course there's a lot of exploitation and of this and fraud, people were claiming right. this and that. And then just recently, uh, something up in Congress where we've got to have funding for these people, these first responders who are suffering from kind of some kind of lung thing with this. Yeah, this. Right. And so um, it has been, well, we got into the war too, right? We, yeah. we uh, entered Afghanistan. For better or worse, yeah. it affected the Middle East yeah, and, and so, it's still affecting. Yeah. yeah. It was a huge deal. And I think um, I was saying to you that it affects the world. And I think it's even affected me from the point of view of uh, flights. Uh, when I travel, I mean, I live on an island, of course. I mean, my born on an island. So when I travel, I think security has become much tighter. Um, I don't know if I, to be fair, I don't know if I travel much before that by plane, but um, security on planes is quite tight and has been quite tight. And I think it's, um, since that day has got even maybe occasionally got worse, more strict. Uh, maybe with technology and stuff now, it will relax a little bit. Yes, that but, just reminds me. When yeah. I was flying over here, they took my Jerkins hand lotion mm -hmm. because it was too big. Mm -hmm. And so I said to the lady, don't throw it away. Use it. It's <laughs> brand new. <laughs> I've been in that situation. Yeah. So um, you have a limit of 100 milliliters. Um, on anything you bring in your hand luggage. And that, I mean, that to me is a knock-on effect. Of course, it's not exclusively of 9-11, but it's a knock-on effect of 9-11. Even though uh, you might not be traveling uh, to or from America, you can still have these restrictions on you. Yeah, so, um, And maybe it's a good thing because it's for our safety, but 
it's a little bit yeah I, I've been caught with perfume for my mum, and it was I forgot if you put it in your in your suitcase it's fine but I forgot uh, when I was coming back to put it in my suitcase and I ended up giving it away for free too and I said to the mum here this is for you I didn't know her I had no you know connection with her at all but I said hey take take that okay wow we've we've talked quite a lot already so I guess we should move on a little bit let's see. Um, how has the world changed since your childhood? What what big, significant things oh, have you noticed? Well, the thing that I miss the most is this wonderful telephone. Remember landline where you had mm -hmm. a, a nice heavy desk phone yeah. and you were friends with it and yeah. you could hold it by the handle and this wonderful mouthpiece yeah. and then this earpiece that just snugs your ear yeah. and the voices you could hear some background noises so you knew the person was still on the line mm -hmm. when i started talking on the cell phone a couple decades ago i'd have to yeah. say are you still there are you there yes i'm here <laughs> oh i didn't hear any background noises yeah yeah i'm um, yeah, i'm and there's a sense of nostalgia i guess from the days when there weren't mobile phones i remember um the first mobile i think i was and i'm sure i was the first one in my class in school with, I call them mobile phones, um, cell phone. And so I was the first in my class with a mobile phone, cell phone. And it was quite a bulky thing, big Nokia. Uh, I Did think you it have Nokia an antenna that you pulled A big up? antenna. Like yeah. a walkie-talkie, yeah. It was a lot like a walkie-talkie, yeah. but of course it had this, you could call people <laughs> and you didn't have to be at home. <laughs> And you could play a little game or two. There were a couple of games. That's the thing. It, it and, really uh, made young people independent, and they yeah. no longer listen to adults. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I don't think I, it made me any less or more rebellious, <laughs> but but it gave me the chance then, um, or or maybe forced me to keep in touch with my friends. So, like, if you were meeting a friend and you were going to be a bit late, or he was going to be a bit late, then you could message and say, hey, uh, yeah. 10 minutes late, but Convenient. I'll meet you here. What about the answering machine? Did you ever run home to see the little red, red um, light blink? I yeah, message. I mean, even now we have answering machine, but we don't have the whole sort of... We have a, a more like a mobile phone. Huh. We have a landline, my parents. Uh, I mean, this I'm talking about my parents, not me personally, but they have they still have a landline. Uh, but the set, or hand, handset, it's or headset, or whatever you want to call it, I think handset, it's um, wireless. So it's not got that you know same appeal or whatever romanticism with it. But but you can still get messages on it and stuff like. That. There's an answering machine connected to that. So, but mm, I I never had a. I wouldn't say I, I ever had a great love for the phone or a dislike either in my youth. Um, but, so I wasn't one to run home and check the oh, messages. Yes. Well, when no. I was in L.A. in the 80s, I yeah. was auditioning for dance gigs. And so you'd have to run home to see right. uh, if, you know, your agent calls or, yeah. or if you got the gig. Yeah. I think I was the same way with post, like letters. Um, I think I would have been like that because I used to, um, young, when I was younger, I, I loved having pen pals and writing physical letters. And I think that's forgotten about nowadays. People tend to not write letters. I don't think it's it's gone, but I mean, we can still do it, but I think we just don't bother with it now. Uh, with other with other messaging systems, that, that instant messaging system, which is great, but at the same time, we've, it's not got that same appeal to it. You don't get excited 
uh, to the same degree. You know, when you get a letter, there's the physicality of it, and maybe you get a some some. You, you can see their handwriting. You can see maybe there's a little gift in it, a bookmark But or have something. Have you read、um, studies that show that every time we get an email、mm-hmm. or some message, we have endorphins pop up in through、yeah. our brains? So、it. that's people get addicted to. Oh,、right. I, you know, I want a message. I want. Yeah, I, I, want, I, I, want. I still think. Yeah, there is that appeal to it too.、Um, so it's not like it's lost, I guess, entirely. But but I think. The waiting for the post, but the handwriting is,、yeah. is very interesting. It was more of a physicality to yeah, it, and your personal personality, yeah. yeah. And you were waiting for it, and maybe you'd have to wait a couple of days. Whereas now, you probably don't have to wait too long for an email or a WhatsApp、yeah. message or whatever. Yeah.、Um, so has it been for the better or for the worse? This techno, this techno, what's it called? Techno revolution. Yeah.、Guess. Well, there's there's the ups and the downs with that, right? I think there. I mean, yeah, yeah we've got some、uh, that instant, and having to keep up with it. If you're older and、yeah. you're in the workforce, you got to keep up with the. Well,、youth. even me, <laughs> and I don't. I wouldn't say I'm older, but even me at times, it's it's hard to、oh, keep up. But you got to keep up if you're going to,、yeah. you know, stay active. And I think some people can actually. Be offended if you don't, but、right. but I I mean my point of view is、um, I don't have to reply <laughs> or or not straight away. So、um, yeah, I think it's I think every person has their own different point of view of it. Maybe a slightly different point of view. Some people think you must reply. Uh, yeah, we just need to unplug and just say everybody leave me yeah, alone. I think so. I think I think it can become a problem for some who、um, don't have that separation. From、um, especially if it's something that,、um, well, they need a break from.、Or、they have separation anxiety. <laughs> oh, don't take my <laughs> yeah. There, there are those、away. who have an, almost an addiction, and there then there are those who have a. I don't want that, you know. Which maybe I'm more like that. I don't. I don't really want to be connected. I'm the、so、same、much. way. Yeah, but okay. So it's, I think there. I think there are good things and bad things about it for sure. Okay,、uh, world events. So I'm, I'm going to name a couple. I don't. I don't. We certainly can't go through everything, but we've talked a little bit about some of the main ones for us. But world event. We've talked about nation, national events. But what about world events?、Um, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Now I, I don't really remember. I was I was young. I was alive, but I was young, and I don't really remember. This or feel the significance, but do you? Yeah,、uh, that was in the eighties and eighty-nine,、um, wasn't it? Yeah, the、uh, news would、uh, would show these people just hacking away at this physical wall and、mm-hmm. selling it or holding them on for mementos.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was the crumbling of this div- this east-west divide.、Mm-hmm. There was an actual physical wall built、yeah. right. Maybe it might even divided an apartment building. So、right. when the people were there、wow. and it was building, that they saw the builders come, they would. Some of them were able to escape out that back door、yeah. to the west side. Wow! It、yeah. just in time. Yeah. Wow. I I think for me, I mean, looking back retrospectively, because I don't remember it, but、um, I, I mean, I could remember, but I just didn't feel the significance of it. I was. Well, I was six years old, so I, I didn't.、Uh, Fall of Berlin Wall wasn't important to me,、um, but、um, it seems to me like a sign—not the breaking down of the Soviet Union, but a sign that it was going or that was in the process of breaking the, down. It did contribute to it, and then it did open up globalization. It,、mm-hmm. it, it, it 
opened up now this relationship with the West. Yeah, yeah, which is is very important, I think, to this day. Yeah. So, did you have any feelings? I mean, you saw this wall being broken, broken yeah, down. Yeah, I, I saw the people having such emotion over it, yeah. and um, I wasn't necessarily tied to it, so I wasn't quite sure. But yeah. I knew it was a good thing. I knew yeah. it had something to do with freedom. So, I guess you were glad to glad for them. Yes, I was so glad for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Mm, the death of Michael Jackson. Yeah, I didn't really care about that one. Yeah, I think I think I, looking back, kind of feel sad because uh, now um, if I listen to Michael Jackson's music, I think, wow, he's so talented. And I don't know, I don't want to say we don't have talent like that now, but he certainly was talented, and his music to this day is still stands up, holds up as being, for me, it's better than most pop music. That you can listen well, I've, to. I have two memories of him. One when he was with the Jackson Five, so that was the, yeah. uh, when he was young. But then he was um, present on MTV for the first time. Mm-hmm. I was there when MTV first came about, and mm-hmm. so he had these wonderful videos of you know whatever that very, monster yeah. one, and that that was very entertaining. And yeah. as being a dancer in, in LA, you know that was what we dancers did. We yeah. danced b- behind a singer. Yeah. So there was a maybe a, an inspiration from him. Yeah, from I think I think that was, and then that was really my limit with that because yeah. then we had all of this um, pedophilia after yeah. that. So it brought in a lot of yeah. So you took a step back from appreciating. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, does sport and entertainment? I guess we talked a little bit about entertainment already. Does sport and entertainment history matter? Yeah, I think if you're interested in sports, like for instance. Um, Someone who is interested in some kind of ball game, though, they might wonder, hmm, I wonder where the first ball was. And in Mesoamerica, right. in like 1600 BC, yeah. they found this rubber tree, this rubber, and they made the first rubber ball right. that they used wow. in games. So I've heard, uh, obviously before this, that they used to use like something like a pig's heart in oh, some places yeah, or, or something, so. something like so. that. So, I mean, it's that possible that because it's also connected rubber, with sacrifice too. Yeah. So they yeah. could use the rubber ball and they probably use some pig's heart for a sacrifice. Yeah, I think I think even prior to rubber, I guess, but yeah, it's kinda I don't think I like to play with that somehow. Wow, <laughs> wow okay. So <laughs> I think we we could talk all day about this topic with a lot more to say, but uh, we'll leave it there. And I hope that you listening have enjoyed it. So we've spoken and we've talked about what's the crack about what we remember. So we've talked uh, about some of the significant uh, historical events to us, what we remember, how we felt, how it was connected or not connected with us, but maybe with our nation, uh, some world events too, and how they were important, and even a little bit about how the world has changed, even in our lifetimes. Uh, So that was the crack about what we remember.